Alrighty, we're back with another version of Behind the Vinyl. This week it's from Bon Jovi's um, Monster selling um, third record. Third record, yeah. Third record. Yep. Third is. record, Slippery When Wet. There's a different voice there. Um, yeah. introduce, introduce yourself, young man. Hi, I'm Janne from Sweden Rock Magazine and I'm here as the... The token Bon Jovi specialist. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> the hunk of all hunks. <clears throat> yeah, I can live with that. Exactly. Y- Yanni, uh, has, have you interviewed anyone for for Sweden Rock? Did, you've never interviewed John Bon, right? No, we are supposed to do it, but when uh, they didn't get the cover, they John backed out. <sighs> what about Rich Sambor? Never. Oh man, come on. And you call yourself a fan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even Alec John Such. Not even. <laughs> but I know he have the motor shop in New York, so. Oh, oh. yes. Well, yes. some fan we got here that didn't know about the, the motorcycle shop in New York. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas anyway. no idea. We, we can vouch that, uh, that uh, Yanni is a massive Bon Jovi fan. In yes. fact, he once bought me for a present a Bon Jovi shirt, which I still have upstairs in my office. Oh. Yeah. Try it on. Still, no, I don't know if you can have it, if it fits. Hey, it'll fit. What are you saying? You're saying I'm fat. No, I say that I bought the smallest shirt, so... <laughs> All right, okay. It'll fit. It'll fit. And uh, out of us, I'm the only one with a Bon Jovi tattoo as well, so I should be the... Are you sure fan. about that? I'm not. Show me a slippery and wet one. <laughs> Look, what, you, what do you got? You got Living on the Prayer lyrics? No, the uh, chords. Uh, music notes? Yeah. And the uh, Richie Star. And oh. the heart and dagger. And the wow. heart and dagger. Yeah. Look at you, that's hardcore. I know. I always wish maybe my next tattoo will be Bon Jovi across the knuckles. Bon <laughs> Jovi. <laughs> but why do you get that? Because no one knows what that is. That no, could but be I know. that could be anything. Yeah, but I know. And Are you, you sure? Know, if you know the chords, you can It's probably the wrong course. No, no, no. Just like when people get like Chinese tattoos. Look at this. It means something else. Oh, wrong side. Where is it? There we go. I can't what see a thing. Can you see that? You're showing us your that, ankle? Chinese sign? No, it's it's the same thing. It's notes. It is musical okay. notes. One a dead or alive? You're kidding. It is right there. Holy crap! One a dead or alive? Wow! See it? Can see it? That's so hardcore. We are the cool ones, and Niklas should be. Yeah, no, yeah I don't even have tattoos. <laughs> that's a complete exaggeration. Yeah, that yeah. is absolutely not one a dead or alive. <laughs> Yana wasn't even born with sleep room white. When wet came out. When were you born, Yanni? 82. So it's actually... <laughs> Nicholas have a hard time with the math for being a teacher. Uh, you were four years old when your... Uh, when the... Um, the, 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 the chart breaker came. The chart breaker, the, the... The changed my life. The world changing record that is slippery when wet. Yeah. yeah. Mom and dad played it all the time and I liked it as well. Really? Yeah. But it's not your favorite, is it? Is it? Yeah, it's a tie between New Jersey and Slippery. Oh, it was. See, yeah. New Jersey is a great record. I it think. is. It yeah. is. I like it. But you have songs like Home, Homebound Train. Okay. I'm all right with Homebound Train. Of course you are, since every song I <laughs> point out as the weakest one are your favorites. <laughs> yeah, can you see a pattern down there? Yeah, I can. <laughs> What's your favorite song on uh, on New Jersey? Wildest Wind. That's ah, not bad. No, it's a great choice. Yeah. If I say it myself. Okay. Not bad. I think I stopped listening to Bon Jovi when that one came out. I, I, I was already bored. Oh, really? By that time, yeah. I never bought the album. <sighs> See, my, my favorite is uh, Love for Sale from that record. Okay. <laughs> it, I have it no is idea. so good. Okay. No. It, it it's is so good. like a, yeah, it's like a funny tune. I, I love the record, but um, I just think that song is just so good. It's no stick to your guns. 
It's no stick to your guns. Stick to your guns. Anyway, so we're here discussing uh, Slippery When Wet. Yes. Definitely a, uh, one of the greatest records of that era. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yanni and I just talked a little bit beforehand. Uh, maybe Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction and the uh, the buzz that followed it after that, but I can't think oh, yeah. of anything else that was like the the mania like it would have been like with the Beatles. Right, other yeah. Other than when Bon Jovi, living in Australia, I can remember when they come and played, 1987 they played out there. Yeah. Just the hysteria and the buzz and the thrill of having the world's biggest band. It was just Unbelievable at the time. Yeah, but it was also pretty cool to check out like the tour statistics of the Slippery When Wet tour when they started out. They opened up for Judas Priest, I think, and, and then yeah, 38, 38 Special. 38 special. Yep. And they do Europe and they play Stockholm, and um, and then they go back to to North America, and that's when I guess they start headlining their own tour. Right. And, and then you can just check the stats that they're <coughs> selling out every single show. And you've heard from, that from that on. Yeah, you, you heard that story about, um, I think it was Doc McGee uh, who was managing him at the time. Mm. Doc McGee who also managed Motley Crue and Kiss, no. Kiss Scorpions, um, et cetera, et cetera. He booked him on a private plane. He booked a private plane on him because, I'm just trying to think why. Because well, they sold They had the time to do it or something like that. They had a good deal. Yeah, there was some, some reason and, no, that's a lie. Uh, they sold out a venue. Oh yeah, and he, and he forced the uh, he forced the um, promoter, the mm-hmm. promoter of the venue, okay. to fly them in on a private jet. All right, from the last show into his show. Okay, and then from that day on, they kept saying, "Hey, the last promoter did us. You going to do the same?" Because <laughs> yeah, they just kept selling out venue. After yeah, the yeah, yeah. And sure enough, they right. uh, they did that. So since then, they've they've been in private jets. That's the way to do it. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's the funny clip from that documentary where like some band invites John Bond to the bus and he says he hasn't been on a bus since. Oh, really? <laughs> so, that's yeah. actually not fun since it is the Bon Jovi bus. It is, it is. Yeah, the, yeah you, exactly, it is. It is. Oh, that's so good. Hey, let's play a song. Let's play the opening song off the record, um, Let It Rock. Uh, this, I can't think of a keyboard opening a record and um, I, I think this song is great and this intro is is sensational yeah really bold one really bold so here it is let it rock Just heard Let It Rock and Bon Jovi. Slippery when wet. Great record. So it came out in August 18, 1986. Yes. The album cover. Should we should we jump into that now? You can dive into it. Um, so the, everyone knows what the album cover was. Yes. The album cover was a, a black bin bag. Yes. Sprayed with water. Yeah. By John. By John. Yep. And John wrote Slippery When Wet with his finger. Right. Yep. Mark Weiss just took the photo like that. Super and it was simple. on the edge of the deadline, so it was it literally was, the last day to it do it. It was the last day. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the next day they were... Well, actually, they had already manufactured 150,000. Yeah, with the girl on the cover. With the girl yeah. on the cover. There was a, a very busty girl in a torn shirt with slippery when wet. 
Um, great cover. Great 80s cover. Well, I love it. I, I have it at home. What do you have it on? On the Japanese? Because yeah. it come out in Japan, right? It, exactly. It's on yeah, the Japanese. Japanese version. Yeah. But I don't think they had an issue with the photo. There's been, well, there's been mixed rumors. I've yeah. heard I've heard because of the nature of, well, it wasn't bare breasts. But no, uh, no, no. Because of the nature <laughs> yeah. that they were worried that certain shops wouldn't. And the PMRC and all that. PMRC. That's what Mark Wise said in, in several interviews, that because of the PMRC and all that and having a girl on it and a torn T-shirt and um, all the water and all that, that they had to pull it. Because, yeah, because certain record stores and so on wouldn't sell it. Yeah. But then, John always, then you have that other story. Yeah, of, that John always pulls that he didn't like the pink frame and it made him look like a boy band, but apparently they were afraid for losing sales. Yeah, right. that's got to yeah. be it. Yeah. Well, the pink frame didn't do do it well. No. And you've heard where the pink frame come from? No, not really. It was it was from the, the, the model on the front, from her fingernails. Oh, so the art designer put a border around it. All it right. Was like, what color? Well, she's wearing pink nail polish. I'll put the same color, which is there something you, you often do, right? Yeah. When you design, like you pick a, a color that has some reference. Sure. And it was from her fingernails. All right. Yeah. Cool. So it's a great cover. I like <coughs> it's, it. It's a good cover. Um. Also, the the actual the main cover, the plastic bag. Is so bad. <laughs> it, it is really. It's really bad. But, but that's the thing with Bon Jovi, they have bad covers. Yeah, it's actually kind of it's kind of good because it's so bad. Yeah, in, in a way. I think it works. You and, know. And Mark Weiss again. We we talked. Um, yeah. We talked uh, what last week? Yeah, I think about so, yeah. Mark Weiss. Yeah. You know, he he did all the Skid Row. Oh, he did a lot of the Skid Row photos. Yeah. Um, he shot all those bands around the time. A lot of Aerosmith stuff. Absolutely, that's the guy I want to talk to. He's got tons of stories. Yeah. I think he had a bike accident, a motorbike accident a couple oh, of did? years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I think he's okay. Oh, okay. But, uh, you know. But then they had the third cover that nobody or hardly anybody knows about with the soap. With, with the... The plaster, the plastic soap. The plastic, the, the slippery when we soap. Yeah. And with the uh, the woman holding it suggestively. Yeah. Like, and he saw it through a... Uh, a shower cabin. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if like a Vogue cover, so they scratched the idea before it even. Yeah. All I, right. I don't think it ever made it onto a. See, that would be interesting if they reissued it in. Well, when are we talking? Eighty-six. Yeah. So maybe for its fortieth or yeah, yeah, or something anniversary with that actual. I've never seen that one. Yeah, I don't think it's ever been. It's it's never come out right. I don't think so. No, but oh, okay. it was just intended for. They did that shoot. They paid. Uh, I think they paid a lot of money okay. at the time to do the shoot. A hand model, you know, got a separate hand. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, all right, all right. Okay. Sort of neck and head and hands and lips right, yeah. hold it. Okay. So um, I also read that because one of the initial titles for the album was Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah. Yes. That they were going for some kind of cowboy uh, thing. Yeah. And they actually did photos where they were kind of cowboy looking and yeah. they wanted, had that Wanted Dead or Alive poster in the background or something like that. But then I scrapped that. Well, that's that's the we were talking about that. Yeah. That's the single cover, right? That's it's the used one. Yeah. yeah, but it ended up being that. It ended up being that. Yeah, because it was intentionally, or it was meant to be like the the album cover from yeah. the. Uh, no, 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 uh, not entirely. They it have, wasn't. No, they have separate pictures in from that session that were put together for the wanted. The oh, okay. cover. Yeah, true. That's true. All right. And and I heard Doc McGee found out about it. Yeah, and he was totally against it because he was like, okay. "They're no cowboys." Yeah, you're from you're from New Jersey. What the hell? <laughs> New Joycey. <laughs> New Joycey, yeah. And uh, Wise guys. Yeah. All right. Okay. Nice. 
Yeah, but listen to Alec and Tico, they talk like more like wise guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we, do we want to uh, do we want to play a song or do we want to talk about Alec John Such? We're going to play a song first. Alrighty, well, let's play a song. <laughs> what are we going to play? Um, the, you give love a bad name. First, oh. first single from the record. Yes. Um, this, this, the venue that they did that. Um, it was a, it was a massive, massive venue. Um, but kind of a fake one. A warehouse. Yeah, the warehouse they rented in oh, in yeah in downtown LA, and right. they just basically, you know, they spray painted the Bon Jovi words on yeah, the, yeah. on the stage to make it look like it was a big stage, and they landed right. the big stage, and they set it up, and they just invited everyone, okay, and said, "Come down for a free show. We'll All play right. for you. Cool. We're going to film this." And sure enough, they did. And and I have heard that LA Guns have actually used. Um, I don't know whether it's true. Maybe you guys have heard. LA Guns have you because there was lots of females in that crowd. Yeah, and there's lots of crowd shots. And I think it was um, Wayneism. Wayneism. Oh, yeah, did okay, the, yeah. Who did the video? Who yeah, did the video? Yeah. Who also did the Slayer home video? He did Metallica videos. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's him you see in the end of the video where there lights the fireworks from the roof and he's running away. Oh right, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. He almost ruined the shot. <laughs> they right. had like one <laughs> shot, one joke. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I heard LA Guns use some of the the B roll, some of the off cuts oh, of the crowd footage of the crowd footage oh, okay. for uh, for one of their videos as oh, well. That makes sense, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. So this is it. You give love a bad name. I've read that 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 thing. I don't know what you call that. That tube that he puts in his mouth. Oh, the voice box. Yeah, yeah. That he kind of ruins your teeth. Is that true? Um, you know what? I've heard that because as of well. the vibrations and all that. Yeah, but I don't know whether that's true. But I've no. heard that he must be doing it. Like I heard He's that in reference it, to yeah. um, um, Sweet Emotion with um, oh Aerosmith. Yeah, Aerosmith. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's weird. Oh. Oh, what about the Alex Jones Talk box. Yeah, talk box. All right. Yeah. Okay. Did he play on the record? Because like, that rumor or whatever that story, that was just like maybe 10 years ago when I heard it the first time. I had no idea. Well, I know Hugh McDonald has been a... A, um, a part for every album. A part of Bon Jovi. Yes. Yeah. But wow. on credit most of the time. Huh. John was good to use live, but Hugh was much better in the studio. Alec, okay. Alec, Alec was good to use life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you was an old pal of John's or? Yeah, he should, he's been there from the beginning. He's under a runaway single. Oh, right on. Mm. Cool. Did not know that. And obviously when Alec left, um, Hugh come in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Only, he's been in there for a long time. Yeah, huh. it only took him like 24 <laughs> years to be, become an official member. <laughs> yeah, and he, and he stood at the back and he stood out of the way and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But huh. it's so solid, everything you do. You never see him miss anything. No, absolutely not. He's great. And it was actually really cool, and he rightfully show, so should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Been there longer than Alec Abinza. Absolutely, absolutely. And then there's obviously Richie Sambora. Um, well, one thing which is really funny, the or not even funny, uh, You Give Love a Bad Name Yeah. Um, was written with uh, Desmond Child. Right, yeah. You know, as was Living on a Prayer. Yeah. As was Wanted Dead or Alive, wasn't it? I don't know without I don't know uh, about looking I'd, at the cover. I'd, I'd Die For You was written by... I think I worked on four songs. Right, okay. I think so. I read that somewhere. 
four songs, and they worked on those four songs um, in New Jersey at Richie Zambora's mother's in Richie Zambora's mother's basement, basement. Yeah. it was where like he was still stuff. living at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and the first <coughs> song they made together was "You Give Love a Bad Name" as well. Right, yeah. Yeah. that's the first one. Like first take and everything. Just go down, down oh. <coughs> go down there. Everything connects with each other, and right. And then you have "You Give Love a Bad Name." Oh, nice. We should have told this before we played. You, get, you give love a bad name. <laughs> We're telling this after we played. You give love a bad yeah, name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Desmond Child, that's got to be around the time where he really becomes this um, this mega guy that ends up writing stuff with all these different. The call for a guy. Yeah. Need help. Yeah. Well, that was, I think that was Bon uh, John uh, John Bon Jovi, right? Who what? wanted to go a more commercial route. No, it oh, was the label, label who it was pretty record. much gave them no other choice than to work yeah. with Desmond. Oh, okay. Because they were so close to being dropped by the label because uh, 7,800 Fahrenheit only sold half a million records. That's a weird because, that I really like that album. I, I love that record. I say 7,800. 7,800? 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit. That's what, what I, did say. I say. 7,800? 7, 7,800, you said. Something like that. I usually just call it Fahrenheit. Fair enough, yeah. Well, well, that's that's an interesting topic because it's like that's uh, like a whole show, just that. It's like a whole, like it's it's one of those <laughs> one of those albums where what is the name of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it keeps getting keeps getting forgotten, forgotten as well when people talk about Bon Jovi. Hardly anybody talk about that album. I much prefer that album than the uh, debut album. Oh hell yeah, I much prefer. What's your problem? Both of you. No, but you, I think I think the, the first like one the is kind of first one I is kind of lame. Album. Well, it's kind of lame. Yeah, I don't say I don't like it, but I no. think um, like, the Fahrenheit album Fahrenheit is when Hound, they kind yeah. of that's probably like their most kind of hard rock album for me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's Tokyo Road and all that. Love in, that stuff. in and out of love, Ooh, you know. Good one. Yeah, that's a killer one. <clears throat> great songs. Yeah, yeah, great songs for the era. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. but they also are quite divided in the band. You have Into the Fire and King of the Mountain songs like that. That's a good one. King of the Mountain. Oh. Mm. Songs nobody even talk about. And when Jan brings it up, it's like, ah, I don't want to talk about it. What's bad times? <laughs> <coughs> I think it was a tough time for them too. It were. You know? They had so much pressure. Well, well, and they weren't really making much money. No, no, no. And they were doing it pretty hard. They were all living back, at, still living at home. Yeah. yeah. Um, for the album, they went to Philadelphia. Everybody and stayed in the same place and yeah. got in each other's nerves because they... Because they're not a band. They were, well, they were not a traditional band no it's they, they are handpicked by John handpicked by John or by but wasn't some, even Richie and John weren't they like no pals from way back no my, un, my understanding is the closest one was Tico no it's oh. David they went to the same oh uh, David yeah oh, okay. they went to yeah. the same high school yeah and okay. had some they played some band together quite early right yeah because okay. Tico's a bit older yeah yeah. But, like 10 years older or something yeah but there was some connection wasn't there with John and Tico maybe he saw him and said hey I, I want this guy as my drummer Tico brought in Alec oh yep. okay and um, and then um, what's the story with Richie I do know the story with Richie but I, I just can't remember it at the moment um, Richie come in because before that was Dave Snake Sabbath right yes 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 you yes, know from, who, who, uh, from Skid Row Skid Row who yeah. was actually in uh, you know, not in Bon Jovi, but he played in the early, early. He played on uh, Runaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he toured with them. Yeah, you know. Oh, he did. Snake did, yeah. yeah. Oh, he did. And and the deal was that uh, I think we talked about this on the last show that they would help each other out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, oh, in, yeah. in sure. many ways. Yeah. yeah. 
but I, I don't understand why he didn't become a full member. No. Maybe because he had Skid Row and he his not focus. By that, not that early. Well, he, well, he did have. Yeah, I think he had Skid Row then. Uh huh. Yeah, because Skid Row mm. was was around. You know, they released a record in what was it eighty seven? I can't remember now. Skid Row. Skid Row. Eighty nine. Yeah. Eighty nine. Okay, yeah. they released it eighty nine. Yeah. They were going a lot before that. Yeah. yeah Sebastian sure. joined in eighty seven. Yeah. And then they also had the singer before that. So I think yeah. they were, they've been going around for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's but also, I mean, uh, they ended up with Bruce. Is it Fairbairn? How do you pronounce Fairborn. that? Fairborn. Fairborn. Yeah, it is. Because he hadn't done that much before that. He had no. he'd done Loverboy, Crocus, yep. uh, Honeymoon Suite. Yep. All uh, good bands. The Big Prize, which is a great album. Um, and then, then um, apparently, John Bon Jovi hears Black and Blues without love. And which Bruce produced, and that's that's when he decides to to use him. I guess he liked the sound on that album, whatever it was. Right. Yeah. Which is a great album. I love Black yeah. and Blue. But Bruce Fairbairn, he also went on to did he go on to do ACDC and Aerosmith and Scorpions? Yeah, he did Permanent Vacation did right permanent after vacation. this one. Yeah. So I mean multi platinum yeah. albums. A couple of points on that on these records. A Hell. couple of points on on Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet, like. Um, Yeah, they've sold 130 million records. You know, I'm I'm thinking what, 30, 35, 40 million of those are probably slippery, slippery yeah. and wet. Yeah, I think it's like 28. It's 28 oh, yeah. in America. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, and they were obviously massive in the UK. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then you have um, Japan and all that. Japan, Australia, though, absolutely massive in Australia. Yeah. yeah. But Australia is like three people. Wait, three, three good. It people. was you and yeah, I bought the record. <laughs> <and> my parents, <laughs> my parents didn't buy the record. <laughs> Um, let's play another song, Living on a Prayer, a song that nearly didn't make it. So this is where the pizza parlor jury really comes into action. I I think for this for this song in general. For a rookie like Niklas, can't you tell him what the pizza pizza parlor? Were? You, you know what the pizza parlor jury is, right? Oh no, <sighs> not really. <clears throat> so what it is is they were recording. They were doing the demos mm. in, you know, uh, where they live in New Jersey. Yeah. In a little part around the corner from the studio, a pretty shitty studio. Okay. Um, was a pizza parlor. Okay. You know, pizza shop. Right. Where all the locals used to hang out, so they went round there one day and they bought a bunch of pizzas and they brought all the kids that were there back to the studio mm-hmm. to listen to the songs. Okay, and to basically because I think they had they had more than the songs, you right? Know? Yeah, and, and basically pick out the songs which they think uh, John Bon wasn't a fan of Living on a Prey. He okay. didn't like it at all. He thought right. it, he thought it wasn't a hit. He liked the song, but not the outcome of it. Not the outcome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But Richie said it's. Fucking, a, it's a guaranteed hit. Yeah, I think um, Desmond Child said it's the best thing. You know, right? Same with Bruce and uh, Bob Rock as well. Bob Rock as well. Everyone yeah. said it except John, but it was the pizza parlor jury that come and picked the kind oh, of okay. gave them guidance of the song All at right. that stage. Cool. That uh, that said, oh, that's a fucking great song. All right. And so that was one of the reasons why it, yeah, you know, why it stayed on the on the album, and it turned out to be, I think, their biggest hit. Yeah. 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 
huh. which is not the best song on the record. But it's no, the best one no. by far. It's the best song ever made. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. You're clearly best drunk. Best song ever made. No. Who invited, who ever made? Ever you made. You mean of all songs? Of all songs You're ever. You're kidding. Of all Jesus songs. Christ. Yeah. Really? You're just being provocative. No, no. I can't mention one single song that's even better. <laughs> Is that why you've got it tattooed on your arm? Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, can name, uh, I can name a couple songs on this record that's better than this song. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. But you have been wrong so far about everything <laughs> regarding the album. I've been right. Everyone. Every, every step of the way. I don't get we that. We do at have all. that song that divides us completely, social disease. <clears throat> we do have social disease, which we might as well talk about it now. Yeah. You know? John it's, loves it. It's one it's his favorite from the album. That one and as he said it's his favorite. Yeah. That really? one and Wanted Dead or Alive. Doesn't okay. really say much. Yeah. Well <laughs> well um see I don't have a problem with it. I I, I neither like it nor dislike it. No. I think it's an alright song. Yeah. You know, I think this album is actually and especially for the time, an amazing record. Yeah. Absolutely amazing record. I know Aerosmith wanted social disease. I should have given it to them. They wanted that, in, and he, instead oh, okay. he decided to keep it himself and All right. and put it on the record. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. But Yanni seems to have a problem with it. I do. <laughs> you can't have like the best song in your career and the worst one ever in the same album. It even helps. <laughs> same with the debut. If uh, Get, Ready, Get Ready hadn't been on the first album, it would have been a 10 out of 10. But since Get Ready is awful, you can only give it like 9 out of 10. So what would you give Slippery When Wet? 9 out of 10. Yeah, that's a big call. Yeah. Okay, well, what about One of Dead or Alive? Killer song. Yeah. Got it all. I love From that From the one. intro, building up the tension and everything. It's like, you know it's going to be an amazing song as soon as you hear it. Yep. They were kind of going for the, or maybe that was the time of it, going for these like black and white videos. Because Living yep. on a Prayer is black and white, or parts of it, I guess. It is. One yeah. Dead Alive, black first and white. Half, first half is yeah. um, of, of Living on a Prayer yeah. is black and white. Yeah. Yeah. One Dead or Alive. You know, but One One Dead or Alive, the video is, I, I think the song is, see, that is the song. Like up I there love with some that of the greatest, one. Yeah, I love the that group one. Of one of oh. the greatest songs ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I Killer. think it's faultless. I think it's absolutely perfect. Yep. The video is perfect for it, um, and the song is so in tune with what Bon Jovi was doing at, at the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah, they were the biggest band. Yeah, they were on the road so much. Yeah, they were flying in. They were exhausted. You know, they were absolutely drained. Mm. You know, they just got killed, and the video represents that. However, the band that wrote that was a band that was still living in Richie Sambora's yeah. parents' house. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They hadn't done that, you know? So yeah. but it's it's quite a contrast. So basically, they wrote that probably thinking, hey, one day we hope that we'll be working so hard that right, you know, yeah. we, we hope that we're wanted dead or alive. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they weren't living that. No. But it no. turned into that. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know. Every time I ride a bus, like, coming down here to speak with you people, I get the same feeling like you sit there leaning against the window and you feel like you're in a Bon Jovi video. It's like grey outside, <laughs> rainy maybe. And How much have you been drinking today? <laughs> well. <laughs> Yanni, you're not wanted dead or alive. <laughs> that story is going to haunt you forever. Oh man. Mind. Wow. A- anything connected to Bon Jovi and haunting <laughs> me. It's like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good, love that. great song. Yeah, great it was song. going to be the name of the record too. Yeah, yeah. One of Dead or Alive was yeah. going to be the name of the record. Yeah. But Dark stopped that as well. So right, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to that masterpiece. 
with Nicholas and with Yanni, um, our ring-in for this show. Uh, Yanni coming from uh, Sweden Rock Magazine. Um, how's everything going over there at the magazine, mate? Going well. Uh-huh. Will you be covering Bon Jovi for the magazine when they tour this um, this summer? I have no idea. Okay, will you be going to any of the shows? Of course I will. How many? Two uh, right now uh, at the moment. It's going to be in Stockholm and uh, Poland. Poland? Why Poland? Why Poland? Poland. I've never been to Poland, so I thought it should be interesting go there and see something different. Uh-huh. Where, where in Poland? Warsaw. Warsaw. Warsaw, okay. Oh, you, John Bon, Poland, yeah, I know. the Holy Alliance. That'd be pretty cool. Have you, sure. How many times have you seen him? What, Bon Jovi? Yeah. Never. <laughs> why are you even in this show? <laughs> are you serious? You've never seen him? I'm serious. Oh, Absolutely. Never saw him back in the day, and I've never I, seen I him. And I, I'm not interested, you know, these days, because, you know, since I stopped caring after New Jersey, kind of. Uh, no, but I never went to see him. I know you saw the Slippery When Wet Tour, didn't you? I saw the Slippery When Wet Tour. Oh, tell the story. It's an amazing story. Somebody Dude, it was, throws to get... It was Brisbane, right? It was Brisbane, yep. 12th of September, 1987. Fucking A. There you go. Right there. The day you caught Alex Pick. Alex John Suchis. Oh, you did, right. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah. Boom. Straight you told me, yeah. 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 Big as a pizza slice. It was massive. Yeah, <laughs> massive. And then yes, I actually caught exactly. another one of his, like when they come back, because they come back on the New Jersey tour. All right. Yeah. And I caught another one there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was that a big show when they played Australia? Well, yeah. At, at the time, it was big. Yeah. It was, um, you know, there was a few bands that would play stadiums, which Bon Jovi ended up playing. Right. But this was the entertainment center. So this was like 16,000, 17,000 people. Oh, it was. All sold right. out. That's where everyone played back then. I think there okay. was only one band. I think it was like Elton John was the first one to ever play a football stadium okay. down there. Opening act? Uh, of bon Jovi was a band called Choir Boys. Remember the Choir Boys? Yes, but yeah. was it that? It, it was the British Choir Boys with Spike? No, no, no the other. No, it was the Australian Choir Boys, which um, they had a song at the time that they released called Run to Paradise. Okay. Which was a really good song. All right. You know, which is something we should play on The Enemy one day. Sure. Um, a really good song. Yeah, they played that, and it was the, the hysteria around that show was was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, um, huh. yeah. It was like, like I said, like that Beatles esque thing. The, the the venue at the time, I remember this because that was one of my first real mm. big concerts. Like yeah. my mum wouldn't let me go to Twisted Sister before that. She wouldn't let right. me go to Iron Maiden, and there wasn't many bands that come out at the time. To no, Australia. no. <clears throat> so that show was. Um, it was uh, it was a buzz, the buzz and the electric atmosphere, and uh, all right, yeah, it was a great, it was a great show. Cool, yeah, nice. Yanni, yourself? I think it's eight shows so far. Right, okay, yeah. That's Best one I ever saw was seven in too many. Uh, Manchester just a few years ago because oh. the crowd was so intense, it was like sixty thousand people or something. Right. I thought I booked a small venue since all you know about Manchester is Manchester is Old Trafford. Football stadium, and then it was Manchester City's brand new football stadium instead. Right, and it was so much people. And John, first he played in Stockholm here, and the show was the worst I seen by them because mm. no energy whatsoever. He had like golf applause between the songs and <laughs> stuff like that. People that's got a, tired. That's a Stockholm audience a little bit, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, and then you go to Manchester, and people are total crazy. Like the uh, every housewife was there and screamed their lungs up and everything, and oh. the band really felt and. Did spontaneous Robbie Williams stuff and anything it was such a rush. The MILF crowd that's and a sign me. of making it, yeah. Very, very, yeah. yeah, yeah, hell yeah. But are they any good these days? I mean, since I've never seen them, but 
These days they're doing all these, like, they did that country album and, you know. See, they did a record called My Left Feels Right a few years ago. Yeah. Which, this Left Feels Right. This Left Feels Right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone hates it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Actually. All right. Then you have Lost Highway, which I like. Lost Highway, yeah. Is that the country album? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then they had Bounce from probably 2005 or something. Oh, that's the one they did with uh, Max Martin, right? No, that's the one before. Oh, the one Crush. before. Oh, there we yeah. go. Right. Um, see, Bounce was, Bounce was more heavy. Yeah, okay. kind of they have really heavy guitars there. Really heavy guitars. I okay. saw them play Shepherd's Bush. They did this special kind of, they were playing stadiums at the right. time. And they did this special show at Shepherd's Bush, okay. which was maybe 2,000, maybe 3,000, whatever it holds. Out. Right. Amazing. They were huh. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I don't know. Let's let's wait until, uh, what is it, June 9th or 7th or what is it? We should know this by heart. <laughs> let's see it. You should have it tattooed. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I don't know whether I'm going. I know you're going. Yeah, I am. I might have you and I things. were supposed to go together, but now you told me you maybe I can't make it. Maybe not. I got other <laughs> things to do. Yeah, <laughs> bigger fish to uh, bigger fish to hang out with. Yeah. yeah, heavier fish to hang out with. Yeah, I built my whole trip down to Sweden Rocks. <laughs> it's during the same time that we ride together and. Oh. Drive a few hours to each and sleep on the way down and everything. So. Just you get on that bus and you feel that wanted derelict <laughs> feeling coming over. I you. may have been to take a night train instead. <laughs> get on that steel horse, man. Exactly. Yeah. Buy a cowboy hat. Alrighty, let's play another song. This is um, another co-write with um, Desmond Child. <laughs> those um, um, like those demos all the stuff the unreleased stuff that that didn't end up on the album um, like Deep Cuts the Night Loneliest the Night seems like the word night Never Enough Tonight <laughs> Never Enough Tonight exactly what about them no are they good I heard I've heard like a, a few I think I've heard like Deep Cuts the Night and I could kind of uh, see why it didn't end up on the album you say Nothing. and take a big sip of beer. Mm. It's like blurting out what you say. Okay. No, yeah. but I can see that they didn't, you know, not the greatest songs ever. They're like demos. Yeah. yeah there's a reason why they're not an album. And yeah. When you listen to like the demo compilation CDs, it's just like John Richie sitting in the basement humming along. Yeah. You can make it through it once, then you never want to hear it again. Cause it's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you, I actually love that about, yeah, Metallica do that the best. Yeah. Like when they actually release those demos. Yeah. You know, where they actually hum and they, it it shows people how a song comes about. Yeah. You know, and they just get the melody and then they later on craft it. And it was, I actually really enjoy, especially with Metallica. Sure. Hearing how those songs yeah. turn into what they turn into. Yeah. You made even a Bon Jovi episode about Metallica. Fucking A. <laughs> no, they should do It's like when they, because they released, haven't they like, released or all their albums in like some kind of uh, remastered version and there's like a couple of bonus live tracks yeah. or something that's like you know get all those demos out there and you know the diehards will buy it and that's the cool stuff yeah, you know live tracks for new york so 
I guess everybody thought it would be a box for a slippery when wet. Yeah. One. And maybe, as you say, it's going to be 40 soon. Yeah. Yep. So it's I such guess. an iconic album. You know, yeah. there's got to be tons of stuff they can put in there. Should be. Book, whatever. Some old passes, stuff like that. Photos. There's, yeah. there's a million, million of photos. Yeah. In, uh, yeah, how the passes. In the latest uh, reissue, you get the backstage pass as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you see the original cover as well. Right. Yeah. 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 So can you remember that? Remember that that was around the time Metallica was um, also James Hetfield was playing the White Gibson Explorer, mm. where he had Kill Bon Jovi. Right. Written <laughs> yeah. on that. Can you remember that? Seriously. Sadly, I can. Yeah. <laughs> and was this your whole angle to do this show? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, can't we talk about the all the strippers that fell in love with Richie back in Vancouver and stuff like that instead? Well, that's that's kind of how they got the uh, the name Slippery When Wet, yeah. right? Like they used to go to a strip club in Vancouver, just around the corner when right, they were up yeah. there, like um, mixing the record, I guess. You to know, quote to Richard, there were more strip joints than churches, right? <laughs> and they used a lot of water. Yeah, like it, I don't know whether that was in general or whether it was one stripper that they liked, but they it was one. Her what? special show was including lots of water. Lots of water. Yeah. She was oh, on a, in, a, in right. a shower or on a pole, and all that. Oh, okay, down. cool. And um, and I don't even I don't know whether this is sarcastic or whether it's true, but supposedly John and Richie looked at each other and went slippery when wet. Oh. and then that was the record. Have you heard that story? No, I have. Yeah, well, that's, that's <laughs> no, I heard it before as well. They just knew when they look at each other or something like uh, similar minds, think yeah. it's the same or something. Exactly. Yeah. Whether slippery when wet come up or whether she had it written somewhere or whatever, I don't know. But okay. uh, I heard it was at that point when that was they realised. It's a good title. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. There's a funny story here as well because one of the strippers after the band had left, she came to the studio and spoke with uh, Bob Rock and she brought her mom with her because uh, Tico had promised to marry her. <laughs> so she took her mom there and were supposed to meet Tico and the band had left like the day before or something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Classy. Yeah. I've never had that story. That's great. Now we have. Yeah. Straight from Bob Rock. Great. Yeah. Love it. Huh. There cool. you go. So winding down, and then a uh, couple other tracks. Then never say goodbye. Um, ended up being a single. Yep, mm. like most of the songs on the album. Yeah, and that was kind of like a cobbled together video. I heard they were they were going to do a video for that, but they were so exhausted by that point. Okay, they'd spent. Um, well, when was New Jersey released? Eighty-eight. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think. Okay, so not 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 so long, you know. No. But they spent a lot of time on the road. And I think they were just literally exhausted. So um, yeah, that tour must have been brutal. Yeah, so they cobbled that together with live footage. Yanni and I were talking about there must be so much live footage from that. Yeah, why from the tour. There, yeah, why has there never been a Slippery When Wet DVD, or why wasn't there a Slippery When Wet live DVD? Yeah, you have some good bootlegs that are like pre-recorded, but it's yeah. not the same thing in quality and everything. I sent you a good one on YouTube. Yeah, but that one, uh, what's that one called? Um, backstage, or yeah, is that from, the, from New, the New Jersey? Well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Areas. Yeah. right, exactly. Exactly, yeah. which ended up being the bonus disc of uh, yeah. New Jersey exactly. uh, reissue. Yeah, exactly. But the um, there was a home video from Slipper When Wet. Did it had a video for every album so far? Yeah, okay. like, a, like a, you know, the old school home video where yeah. they had backstage footage yeah, 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 yeah. when they were on the road. So yeah, there's a lot yeah. of backstage footage. Oh, okay. And the videos for that. And the videos. <laughs> right, okay, between, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which was really cool. Yeah. 
A funny yeah. story here is Nicholas actually bought me the Accessor Area's uh, laser disc. Hell uh, yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. Am it's, I uh, a nice guy or what? Yes, you are. Yes. That's why I even mention it now, so people know that you are a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There like, we oh, go. there he is, the grumpy Niklas. No, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he gives you great gifts. No, but there are... Have you got there's... a laser disc player? Uh, you just need a laser disc. You just need the laser yeah. disc, yeah. There's a couple of really cool, like on YouTube, there's a couple of really cool uh, bootleg videos from Slippery. Right. Uh, yeah. And a couple of really good soundboard recordings. Yeah. I was watching, just today, I was watching um, uh, Quebec from 1987 pretty decent show yep and uh, and also they played the capital center in Landover just outside of um, Washington in Maryland and that arena is one of those arenas that had an in-house video system so there's a lot of shows from there but I couldn't find it but you know 1987 they, that video system would probably still be working so yeah um, would be cool to have a, like a pro shot from that tour without a doubt Yeah. yeah. Um, but they did. I mean, they did like three nights at Madison Square Garden. They did five nights at Budokan in Tokyo. Damn. Yeah. And the the tour ended in uh, Honolulu. Yeah. Three nights in Honolulu. Right. Um, and also, I, I was trying to find the bands. They they were, they played most of, I think, most of North America. They had Cinderella opening up for them. And like at two or three shows, they even had Kiel. Which was a great band back then. Yeah, and um, what else? I think those were the. Uh, Didn't Rat open for them as well? Yeah, I can't when remember. When the table turned, since uh, Rat treated them like shit. Yeah, yeah. Especially Bobby Blotzer, who really wanted to prove that he's the king, and Rat treated Bon Jovi like shit. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, we were so close to uh, Fallout because especially Bobby were like, "Oh, you can't do this. You can't do this." But when when. When Bon Jovi were opening for Rat. Right, okay. Yeah. On the uh, Invasion of Your Privacy Tour. Okay, yeah. interesting. Mm. I didn't know that. No. Two yeah. guys in a band, so I would guess beside Bobby, I guess it's... Yeah, who? Could it be? Is it Steven? Of course it's Steven. Yeah. It seems like to be a dick. <laughs> yeah. There's that story, just to go off on a tangent, there's that story from um, um, Joe Perry, from Aerosmith. Okay. Yeah. When he, when he left... Um, when he left Aerosmith, um, he couldn't find a like a, a, a tour to go on, and the only band that said yes to him touring was um, Rush. So Rush brought him out, and Rush spoiled him. You know, he he could have the um, he could have the full full stage, and um, you know all the sound, all of this, all of that, and um, everything. And after the uh, after the shows. Uh, after the tour finished, he went to um, he went into Rush and he said, "I've never been treated so good. You guys were just absolutely amazing. Like right. the way you treated me was so good." And they said, "Yeah, we actually right in our beginning we toured with a band and um, we supported a band and they were so bad to us and wouldn't give us any space, wouldn't give us a dressing room, wouldn't do anything for us. They were so bad. We decided we're never ever going to treat a band like that." All right. And Joe Perry was like, "Oh shit, that's really bad. What what band was that?" Aerosmith. <laughs> Love the story. Yeah. Of course, you don't remember a thing. No, <laughs> absolutely not. But it's good. It's, it's good. It turned out in the end that um, it taught Rush to treat people with respect. Hell yeah. But anyway, let's play a song. This is uh, Never Say Goodbye.
say goodbye. Such a bon Jovi tune. It is. It's a great song. Never I love that song. Yeah, I would have picked right. "Without Love" instead, since that's the it's the cutest tune on the album. Like we'll, we'll get your own show and pick it. No, I just want to say it's a cute song because there ain't much cute songs out there, <laughs> especially uh, the, the keyboard melody. It's right. like you get happy from it. Yeah, I also would have put "Wild in the Streets." Which I, I think is a great way. That's my favorite. Well, I I did put it out there. I what love do we want it. to play? I love it. And uh, somebody stopped it. Someone stopped it and said they wanted to play. I die for you. Jesus I was like, really? H Are you Christ! You can see the comments after this. Yeah. What do people prefer? Wild, wild in the streets, or great way to close the record, man? Wild yeah, of course it is. But I, love I die it. for you is a better one. That's nah, that without a doubt. That's my favorite track. On that album, well, one because it really mind. got that feeling of yeah. I don't know the '80s, and then there's you know the late afternoon sun shining. There's a party going on, and Absolutely. we're all violating the streets. And there was a video for that that kind yeah. of uh, way cooler like- than being on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> But just because you're like the richest guy around here, and never have ever been on a bus. No, <laughs> like in in Yanni's defense. Leaving San Viken yeah, yeah. in a bus <laughs> would be fucking joy, man. Anyway, yeah. like, that's yes. true. Fun part is I actually took the train this time, so oh, right. on a train to nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Alrighty, oh, man. dude, they played Monsters of Rock as well. Yeah. Didn't they play like two Monsters of Rock? They did. Play yeah, before during, uh, during the whole Sleeping One Wet tour, right? Yeah, eighty six yeah. and eighty seven. Yeah, with uh, Scorpions and uh, Metallica, Anthrax, whatever it was, and CZ Top was one. I remember. I think that yeah, when CC Top played, that's when they had that uh, they had the CC Top car airlifted by a chopper, didn't they? Really? I don't yeah, know. I think they story. they brought the CC Top car. Yeah, you can see photos. Exactly. Footage. They flew over the crowd with it, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. But that's eighty cool. five. So uh, it was eighty five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Bon Jovi, Metallica played before Bon Jovi, so that's how it always should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, would never happen. <laughs> Oh, I also remember because I was checking out the um, the set list for that tour. Apparently, they tended to play a, a cover song, "Drift Away." Dude, that's how they ended. I was, I was Doby Gray. I've never heard of the guy. Yeah, um, I was going to mention it earlier. I was like, "Is it called Lost in My Rock and Rollers?" Or yeah, that called- song you always talk about. Yeah, "Drift Away." That's what they closed the the set in Australia with. No, it? yeah, it was kind of like an encore after an encore. If right, I remember yeah. correctly, they just come on. Right at the end, and just played that song. Wonderful yeah. song. You'll know it if you hear it. And 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 I suggest anyone should get in there and um, if they're Bon Jovi fans, get on right. on the Googler, jump on YouTube and uh, type in Bon Jovi. So drift away, you drift away. Yeah, yeah. don't be great because well, they had. A, if you want to be, a, if you want to be on our guest list or have a backstage pass, you need. If you are a musician, you must join us on stage as well. You won't get it for free, so you better join us for Ankar. Are you serious? Yeah. You know what? That's that's really interesting because I wouldn't have thought Bon Jovi would be a band that would ever want anyone to get up on stage. That is for the last song. They just want to have fun. Okay, well that's, so that's, that's like, pretty oh, cool. You want to you want to have a backstage pass? Sure, but you better be on stage. Okay, but they're all there's all the stories as well that um, I've read that John Bon Jovi was a really cool dude all the way up until Slippery When Wet became this massive hit and then after that he kind of turned into a dick 
Right, okay. Have you read anything by Anders Tegner now? No, are you kidding me? No, would never. (laughs) No, but not just his book. I've read it somewhere else as well. Uh, Everybody's jealous. Yeah, probably, I guess. I guess everybody wanted a part of John as well, so it must have been too much in the end. Yeah. Because he did everything. He did like teeny bop covers. Right. A teeny bop. I sound like John Norum now. No, I I think he wanted to do every signing, every interview. Like he was so invested, like not in a, not in a, I think he was a control freak anyway. Yeah. But not in that way. He just wanted to do everything and give the best every time. That's what I heard. Yeah. But he was the biggest fucking rock star in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Was he he seeing uh, his wife back then, Dorothea or whatever? He he was seeing, yeah. Yeah. He was seeing her, but then I think it was towards the end of 7800 that they broke up, right? Oh, see, and, so and then he started, or maybe it was the beginning of Slippery, and then he started seeing the uh, the actress. What was the actress? The actress? Yeah, he was seeing an actress for a while. Who? John Bond. You're not confusing it with Richie and Cher now. No, 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 no. No, okay. no many, 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 many multons before many, that. Many, okay. Um, no yeah, he was seeing a, an actress. Uh, was it Christy? Oh, I can't remember a name, but okay. I'll get on and Google it. Okay, and we'll cool. find it. And then he went back to uh, his high school sweetheart. His, his high school sweetheart, and they kind of eloped at the end of the uh, at the end of the sweet uh, slippery tour. I think towards the end of the slippery tour. I can't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Just imagine that you're you know you're John Bon Jovi. You're this good looking guy. Yeah, and you have like every city you come into. There's like thousands of girls. And you're, seeing, and you're seeing your high school sweetheart. And you're seeing his high school sweetheart. Must have been hard on John Bond. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> let's uh, let's end this um, with pleasure. a song that didn't. Pleasure make having it. you uh, having you join us, Yanni. Yes, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. We should do uh, this more often. Should do it more often. Um, Are we ending it with Wild in the Streets? No, we're not going to end it with Wild in the Streets because we've been overruled by the guest. Unbelievable. Um, he wants, what do you want? You talk us through this one and then uh, end yeah. the show. Yeah, we have the <clears throat> the song that didn't make it for the album, Edge of a Broken Heart. It's like, if it had replaced Social Disease, it would have been a 10 out of 10. Now it's just a killer filler. No, not a filler. It's a killer B-side, sort of. <laughs> yeah. It was made for the movie, finished for the movie Disorder Lies. But here you have it. Edge of a broken heart. Mm-hmm.